join Chet and Gary today as they discuss iPad OS 16 for the iPad and Ventura for the Mac. Let's go! Good morning, Chad, and how are you today? I'm doing good, Gary. Well, what are we going to talk about today, Chad? Well, it seems to me there's something pretty important that's going to be happening uh, supposedly later this week, uh, before the end of the month for sure, which probably means later this week. <laughs> uh, that is uh, that uh, finally macOS Ventura update is uh, going to hit, and the other thing is that the iPad OS 16.1 should be coming out and available. I know that 16.1 went to uh, the release candidate a week ago, so uh, we should be seeing it today or tomorrow. Uh, so those are the big things that are coming down the line right now, and it may be uh, kind of a, a neat idea just to remind people of what are the major new changes that are coming down the line in these and not go into a lot of detail about how all, how all these things work, but just what in the world is changing. Right. Um, There's we, quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few changes, changes. and uh, I've had access to the beta test of 16.1 on the iPad, but not the Ventura. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be a, a pretty big change also on the, on the Mac side itself, on the Mac OS side. Yeah, well, let's uh, well let's start out with Ventura. Let's just start out with the uh, the OS system. The OS, uh, yeah. Um, so, I see where that you're going to be able to have some of the functions that the iPhone got with this last update with 14, as far as uh, bringing back an email or a, a text message. Yes. Um, and you can actually schedule mail now on in, in Ventura. In Ventura, so they're adding that same functionality that they put into um, iOS 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, iOS 16.1 should also come out this week, uh, so it will be changing from 16.0.4. Is that where we are okay, right yeah, now? Or whatever, so. uh, yeah. four, 3 or 4 up to uh, uh, 16.1. So that that change will be a, a bigger change than the right. Yeah, l- l- some of the functionality is being uh, enhanced a little bit to uh, to bring it in. I think there's one new feature, but I don't remember exactly which one it was that we're finally adding in. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, the um, the spotlight search in Ventura. Uh, spotlight, yeah, th- this is kind of interesting. Uh, in the uh, Mac OS uh, systems on the Macs, uh, you've always had the ability to bring up a search field, uh, and uh, was a command uh, shift or command space key, I think, will bring it up or something like that, uh, as well as you can just hit the magnifying glass. And that's how you find things on your device. And they've added in the intelligence there to allow it to look for objects in uh, images, uh, so you can actually say, uh, uh, "Show me pictures of dogs," and it will show you pictures of dogs on your machine, and show you pictures of dogs coming off the internet, uh, so forth. Uh, so, as part of that search, it can actually pull that kind of stuff off. Uh, the other really big change that's going on is the what they call live text, right? Which is the system recognizing text in a photograph and being able to search based on the text in the photograph, which is kind of an interesting possibility. Uh, you know, you could say, find me everything with from the Joshua Inn, and it would recognize the words Joshua Inn in your photographs. Pull up that photo. <laughs> and pull up that photo. That's pretty uh, amazing. You know, so you've you got those kind of things going on. 
Uh, I see too where um, we're finally going to get like a passkey in Safari. The, the passkey stuff is starting to show up. Um, and so uh, that's a Safari is going to be the first thing that gets that. So that, that's a big piece. Uh, I am still waiting to see websites uh, and uh, other services start to take advantage of pass keys. And other, the only one I know of that actually has done that so far is Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I demoed uh, in the meeting uh, last month. Uh, the other thing is uh, they, they've added this capability of sharing tab groups in Safari. And a tab group is where you have a series of tabs and you can group those tabs together mm-hmm. and create a tab group. And if you have a tab group, you can now share that tab group in FaceTime messages or in a FaceTime session or in messages to make it easy for a, a group of other people to also have those tab groups available to them. For uh, collaboration. Collaboration right. or other, uh, other meetings or whatever is you, you want to talk to them. So that's coming down the line. Uh, what about the, uh, I see too, the, the photo library uh, that you can share photos now up to with five other people? Yeah, they, the uh, shared library should be coming online, and it was delayed a little bit, uh, but I think it, it, I did see that it was actually coming online. It's in the latest beta test version, so we expect that's coming online. And the idea there is not to share with the world, but to share with a family, right. to allow a family to share photos. This is a completely separate photo library from your personal photo library. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a physically separate library. Uh, the uh, interesting thing is that when you have that separate library in the camera app, you will actually have an additional switch in the camera that says, I want to put the photos in the shared library or I want to put them in my personal library when you take a photograph. <clears throat> and anything that's in the shared library is completely available to the people you're sharing with. They can delete it. They can edit it. They can add their own photos in. So whatever you put in the shared library is available to everybody that's part of the shared library. So to do that, though, you you had to be running like uh, iOS 16. On 16, your, yeah. On your phone, right. Okay. Um, also, uh, Stage Manager, which, Stage is, Manager, which yep. has been in, on the iPads coming to the, uh, the Mac. Um, well, it's been in beta test on the iPads. That's right, beta <laughs> test. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of issues there with the, maybe some of the hardware being too old. To, uh, yeah, that, that's one of the things that uh, they keep uh, using the term uh, M1 chip and uh, basically saying that uh, some of this thing, and they, one of the rumors was that they were trying to get this on some of the earlier hardware uh, to make uh, this work, but the uh, the initial uh, statements were that you had to have at least an M1 chip in your Mac in order for this to work. So it'll be interesting to see what actual set of equipment this w- runs on. And it's just a different way of, of uh, having uh, multitasking going on on the iPad and on the, the Mac and, and having a very consistent behavior between the two as opposed to completely <coughs> different approaches. Well, here's another cool feature. You, you can actually use um, uh, the phone, an iPhone, as a webcam. Yes. Th- this has got some really big potential uh, possibilities. And you, you might say, well, why do I want to do that? Well, the cameras that are on your iPhone, uh, not the selfie camera, but the cameras on the backside of the iPhone that you have, are higher quality cameras and have some more capabilities than the selfie cameras, and particularly if you have an older Mac, or you have a Mac that has an external monitor that doesn't have the selfie camera in it. 
you know. So all you have to do is just bring your iPhone close to your Mac, and it recognizes it. And if you're in a FaceTime call, it'll use the cameras in your phone. And the other thing that it does is it also has this thing called Desk View. And I'm really curious to try this out because what it does is you put your iPhone up in, at the top of your monitor on your Mac and uh, it looks down at your desk in front of the keyboard on your Mac mm-hmm. and actually allows it to look as though it's looking straight down on top of that area. So like if an you're, overhead view. Like an overhead view. So it, I'm really curious to try that and see how that works. That uh, may solve some of the problems I've had in the past with putting demonstrations together for mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. presentations. Yeah, also you can, like if you're on a FaceTime call, all you have to do is put your phone next to the your Mac. And you, yeah, all of a sudden you're using your... And there, there are some interesting things on the phone that you can take advantage of. Uh, and uh, even, uh, uh, well, let's see, I guess the phone can do it too. But any, anyway, one of those is the uh, cinematic mode where mm-hmm. uh, as you move around it, it looks like it's following you. Right, it actually right. uses the wide-angle uh, lens, mm-hmm. and uh, software follows you or a group of people around, which your cameras in your Macs won't do. So they, there are some interesting possibilities there. Yeah, it sounds pretty... Uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. The thing that I, the thing that I love the most, it's, I don't think we see it in our notes, is... Uh, the uh, system preferences is going to more of a iPhone-like. Yeah, I, I didn't put that in here, but yes, uh, <laughs> for those of you that uh, are uh, iPhone and iPad users primarily, and you have to every once in a while go over to the the Mac and do something, it's no longer going to be system preferences with the separate panels and all that kind of stuff. It's now going to look very much like it looks on the iPhone and the the iPad. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm that's what I'm looking for. All this other stuff. Well, anyway, let's get into the the iPad, the sixteen point one for the iPad. Okay, and the the early information is that they're uh, looking at the iPad fifth generation, uh, iPad Mini fifth generation and older, the iPad Air third gen and older, and all the Pro models being able to accept sixteen dot one. So I think that uh, that's something, too, that we'll have to watch here when the official version comes out and see just what range of devices. But basically, it's the newer systems uh, with the the more sophisticated, newer computer chips in them uh, that a lot of these things require. I know we spoke one time before that they were trying to uh, include the older models with a software Upgrade. Yes, but, but I'm, I'm I'm assuming they're still working on. It. Yeah, I think they're trying very hard to uh, do that and try to to balance between the features that they're putting in. But a lot of the features they're putting in are very heavily dependent on the new architectures they're building into the hardware and the new chips that they're using in the hardware and to try and simulate them in software. Theoretically, you can do that, but then they become so slow that they're unacceptable. They're going to make it so slow that you have to go out and buy a new uh, new iPad with a new chip in it. Mm, man, that sounds like a pretty good idea. That sounds like an idea. I think they're copying the car companies. Didn't the car companies do that? You know, if you, if you want that new uh, automatic yeah. transmission, yeah. you have to buy a new car. Yes, Absolutely. okay. 
And what about the pencil? I, I hear they had a, a support for uh, what is a scribble. Yeah, mode? scribble mode and uh, scribble mode is is really interesting where you can write with your pencil and it translates everything into text. And they've added something with emojis there where you can now access your emojis at the same time now, so you can include emojis into whatever you're scribbling. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's kind of what it is, and uh-huh. you know, there with the update to the pencil. Uh, but the the scribble mode is is really pretty impressive. It is. I, I've I've had a chance to try that out at the Apple Store. I don't have a second generation pencil, so uh, can't really work with the newer iPads with the old pencil. Uh, what about the desktop level? Updated some apps to the desktop level. Yeah, uh, they're Not a big deal. Um, well, that, that's uh, taking uh, and trying to get more consistency across the different devices. And the, the one that uh, is, is kind of the premier example right now, and the other apps will get updated over time, Apple's apps and third-party apps, to come closer together between the, t- the devices. Uh, but they were talking a lot about the file app itself and being able to look at file information, including file qualifiers, uh, organizational structure, the folder structure for them, the size of the uh, folder, the size of the file, uh, the, the, that kind of information that you didn't used to see if you looked at it from the iPad or the iPhone level. So the idea is to try to get more uh, commonality across all the platforms so that moving between them is not as big a, a hassle. I see. Um, now, this is something interesting. Uh, the 12.9-inch iPad now has a reference mode to adjust color. Yeah, and it's not just the 12.9, but uh, basically that's the one that's got the newer, higher-quality screens mm-hmm. and uh, high-resolution uh, screens and, and OLED screen and those kind of things. And they're adding in the ability to adjust the color basis based on reference codes. <clears throat> so if you're working, and you could always do this on a Mac. Um, so if you were a professional trying to adjust the colors on your web page, for example, you could uh, change the, the reference mode to make sure the monitor showed you the true colors. Okay. Okay, and the same kind of thing is going on with the newer iPads and the, the iPads with the, the higher-end screens on them. Mm-hmm. So again, if you were uh, someone doing uh, web development or uh, video development and you needed to make sure the colors matched, that you could change the screen to to make sure that happened. And when you're talking about color matching, you're talking about it can use the color codes like the, the six digit whatever. Yeah, yeah. use gotcha. the different color codes and so mm-hmm. forth. But the the fact that it, what it shows you is the same color. Right. So when you're looking at the it's iPad consistent. screen and you're looking at your Mac screen and it says this is going to be orange, you look at it and they both look exactly the same right. shade of orange. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would help. Uh, what about photo enhancements? Let's talk about photo enhancements a little bit. Okay. The, uh, the interesting thing about photo enhancements is that the photo app itself is picking up some advancements. One of them is the ability to detect duplicate photos. And this is not by the name that's on the photo. It's actually by looking at the contents of the photo and saying, these two photos have the same contents. Mm-hmm. And so you will be able to find duplicates and you will actually have the ability to go in and say, I want to remove duplicates and it will show you each duplicate and say, do you want to merge these into one? Do you want to keep both? Uh, And kind of go through and do that. And that's something that uh, 
you could uh, do in the uh, at the Mac version, mm-hmm. you know, in the latest release, but uh, you weren't able to do it from the iPad or the iPhone yet. So it's getting there now. Well, that's good. Well, other than uh, uh, there's uh, accessibility enhancements, enhancements or yeah, that's standards. the same kind of thing we talked about on the on the phone and uh, uh, some of the things you can do there about the the way that you can set up touch and uh, you can set up uh, Zoom and those kind of features going on. And uh, again, uh, just uh, for those people that uh, were at our our last meeting, I talked about the fact you can zoom in by using three fingers and touching the screen, Mm -hmm. um, tapping it twice with three fingers. And uh, please realize if you were able to tap it twice with three fingers to turn it on, you can tap it twice with three <laughs> fingers to turn it off. Think, we had a whole bunch of people uh, after the last meeting who had that problem. We, we had quite a few. I, I reset quite a few phones <laughs> before I realized what they were telling we're doing, me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway. Yes. So that's a, pretty much the, the high level of, of, of the uh, of the features of both uh, operating systems and uh, a lot of new features a lot of uh, features that would be uh, really cool some really valuable and some not so much so well one of the ones that i i'm really looking forward to is this thing called freeform freeform okay that's coming down the line and i'm not sure that it's turned on in the code that's coming out right now uh, I heard something, uh, and I think they said that they're looking at the mid mid November to actually turn that on. Um, but the idea of that is, and it's primarily made for collaborated uh, collaborative environments. And you basically have the equivalent of a whiteboard. Oh, okay. And it can hold anything, mm-hmm. literally anything, text, drawings, photographs, whatever you want to put on it. And a group of people can be looking at it all at the same time and making changes to it all at the same time. And it happens in real time. And it happens all in real time. So I can be sitting there and I can be up in one corner drawing little squares up here and somebody Mm -hmm. else can be in the other corner and they're writing text over there. Yeah, and it's cool. all happening in real time, and we're all seeing it as each other makes changes to it. And and I think that from a, a collaboration point of view is going to be something really impressive to see if they get everything working the way they're talking about it working now. Uh, so I'm I'm really curious as to what that's going to turn out to be and will be as good as they're saying. Uh, I can see a number of places where that would definitely help. Oh yeah, that's that would be awesome. Might the even, other might even help in some of our Apple Club meetings. Yes, uh, the other thing is the uh, the M1 based iPads, iPads that have the M1 chip or later in them, and some of the things they've done there to uh, handle their virtual memory swappage internally, which is a highly technical thing going on. But the net effect for the end user is that you have more apparent memory to run applications in. It's a, you don't have any more real memory, but you have uh, the appearance of having more memory so that you're not as memory bound. Like a virtual memory. Uh, kind of like a virtual memory right. situation like that. That's pretty good. Well, once it, if, once it drops and everybody gets a chance to get their hands on it, I'm sure that people will find stuff that wasn't even mentioned you oh know, yes we always find little <laughs> nuggets here and there that, they're called know. easter eggs easter eggs that's what it is <laughs> you've got to find them so anyway we're going to wrap it up with that and we thank you for joining in, uh, joining us today and hope to see you next episode well you have a great day chet i will do that and you have a great day too thank you mm-hmm.